0: And as we're continuing our study through Hosea chapter three, um, we come to one of the most beautiful, but yet mind boggling chapters in the whole Bible. And we started this study with the understanding that God will ask things of us and God will allow us to go through things that make no sense to us or to those around us, but that yet God will use those things to reach the hardest of people, those people who have the hardest hearts toward God, those people who have anger toward God, those who have no desire to see God. And we get to see here that God continues to love those who are unfaithful. God continues to love those who are the most broken and that God continues to pursue his own. And so tonight, maybe you're a Christian and you're looking back over your life and how many times you've stumbled and struggled. And you say, I just don't know why God would still love someone like me. Or maybe there's someone in your family that's very hard toward God and you say, well, maybe God's given up on them. Chapter three, it's a very short chapter, but it is very profound. So I want to read these five verses tonight, and I hope that you will read along with me. Then the Lord said to me, talking about Hosea, who's married to Gomer, go again, love a woman who is loved by a lover, and is committing adultery, just like the love of God for the children of Israel, who look to the other gods and love the raisin cakes of the pagans. So I bought her for myself for fifteen shekels of silver and one and a half homers of barley, and I said to her, You shall stay with me many days. You shall not play the harlot, nor Shall you have a man? So too will I be towards you. For the children of Israel shall abide many days without a king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred pillar, without ephod or teraphim. Afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. So what has happened here is Gomer, has left Hosea for another man and has sold herself into, we don't know if it would have been marriage, probably not due to the situation, but as his um, love her, lover. And if you're Hosea, you're saying, if this woman wants to go around and sleep with everybody she can and I do all these things. She can leave and I can move on with my life. God, you have proven that you love the unlovable. But God says, oh, no, I am allowing this to happen because I want them to see how much I love them. And so he says, you go buy her back. Now, if you're Hosea, you're thinking it's bad enough that I had to marry her. It's bad enough that we have now a family that's affected by all this. It's bad enough that I would have to go find her and bring her back. But I'm going to have to pay to get her back. I'm not doing that. That's too much. That's too much forgiveness. That's too much cost. I am not doing it. But listen to what God says. Just like the love of the Lord for the children of Israel. And I don't want you to miss this tonight. God says, just like you going and buying back your cheating wife. That's how I love my people. That's how I love those who have drifted from me. And so tonight, Christian, this is a wonderful picture of how God loves you. No matter how many times you fail, no matter how useless you think you are, no matter how far you've wandered from God, God says, I'm going to pursue you. I'm going to buy you back. Yes, you're going to go through a season of difficulty. Hosea says, not only are you not to sleep with somebody else, but we're not going to sleep together in the confines of marriage because it is going to be taking this aspect away from our relationship. And God says, you're not going to have a king. You're not going to have a prince. You're not going to have someplace to worship. You're going to be missing a part of the relationship that the children of Israel had with God. And tonight I want you to know this. Your sin will have consequences. My sin has consequences. But if you truly belong to the Lord, that's why I believe in the security of the believer that when God truly saves someone, I'm not talking about false professions. I'm not talking about baptism. I'm talking about when God truly saves someone and brings them into the palm of his hand, He will always pursue them, no matter how far they wander, no matter how far they stray. God says, I'm going to keep bringing you back. I'm going to keep loving you. I'm going to keep forgiving you. I will not quit on you. And friends, how many times does God want us to show that love to other people? Being hurt as a Christian is so hard. Whether it is by the people you go to church with. Whether it's the person you live with. Whether it's the person you work with. Whether it's the person that you have went out on a limb for. Being hurt is hard. It happens to pastors. happens to Sunday school teachers. It happens to Christmas and Easter Christians. But... That doesn't separate us from the world. The world has heartaches and pains and betrayals. What separates us is how we respond to those who hurt us. I was listening to a song today by the tallies. and The song was about that person in line. How do I know what they're going through? How do I know how broken they are? And it talked about maybe I should care a little bit more about the person in line. And then it talks about in that very same song about that person with road rage, that person that's cut you off in traffic. Maybe they're on their way to take care of a dying family member. And so maybe I should love and carry about that person on the road a little bit more. And then the song says not only about the person in the line and the person on the road, it says the person in the pew. Maybe that mom who you think's got it all together has a teenage child that's strung out on drugs. Maybe that husband that you think's got it all figured out has got a wife that's addicted to painkillers and alcohol and can't get out of bed. So maybe if I loved and cared more about those in line or cared and loved more those more on the road or I cared and loved those more on the pew how much different things would be and so friends tonight you're going to be lied about you're going to be mistreated you're going to fail but the thing that separates you from them is you have a God who pursues you and loves you cares about you and will never throw you away no matter how far you stumble no matter How far you go. But he also wants us to show that same love, forgiveness, and compassion to other people. You see, I've lost my temper enough in this old world to know that losing my temper sure doesn't show anybody how to be long-suffering. And I've sure been willing to hold a grudge, but I can tell you holding a grudge doesn't show people what it looks like to forgive. You see, when God allows you to go through the most broken and hurtful moments in your life, I want you to hear this tonight. Whether it's in your marriage, whether it's with the person you work with, whether it's the person you go to church with, yes, it hurts. Yes, it destroys everything that you think your life is built upon. And when the foundations seem to crumble and the waves seem to overwhelm you It is in that moment that I want you to remember something, that God is at work. As the ship was in the storm and the disciples were afraid they were going to drown, they wake up Jesus and he calms the storm. As Peter is walking out to meet the Savior who's walking on the water, when he began to drown, Jesus took care of him when the woman with the flow of blood could find relief nowhere else, she touched and was healed by Jesus. You see, friends, God is most glorified and God can reach the people in your lives that are the farthest from him. When my life as a Christian is in the most chaos because God has to intervene. Now that doesn't mean I ought to go look for chaos. That doesn't mean I ought to be a train wreck all the time and a drama starter in a and a and a wine bag to get attention so I can point people to Jesus. No. But when God takes you to the storm, God will get you through the storm. And tonight, if you're like Gomer and you're running from God, listen. God's not going to stop chasing you. God's not going to stop pursuing you. God's not going to stop forgiving you. And so you better just come back to him while you can. Because he loves you too much to let you go. And so as always, I want to thank you for watching. And as we've journeyed through these first three chapters, I pray that they've been a blessing to you. And Lord willing, as we start back up next week, In our journey through this wonderful, wonderful book. And so, as always, may God richly bless you. If I can ever pray for you, help you in any way, please let me know.